Happy Wimbledon, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. Powered by Betsports, we are your daily dose of cricket handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm going to be a little distracted today, but I'm still Alex Christensen, and joining me as always is Mr. Andy Molitor. We'll skip over the golf. Who cares about Xander Shoffley? I mean, I saw you had your tweet about strawberries. We'll get to that in a second. But first, congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche. We got our over, which was good, and I guess I had some Tampa Bay Lightning tickets. What would you think? Yeah, the over five and a half was given out by the hockey guys we know in the tennis chat, the hockey guys we know in other chats. Everybody had that. Like, everyone seemed to think the, the opening number certainly was very playable. And we saw play, people bat that number pert near out to two bucks. So over five and a half, like I said, if we could have just got came four, that would have been easy, easy sledding. Instead, we had to sweat out a game five. I watched, uh, and if Matt's watching, I watched a lot of hockey. Honestly, I caught the end of game five as it was like, shit, I need to, we need to hold on to this. Let's see how this goes. And then last night I caught most of the third period just because I really do like, again, not a hockey guy. Don't give a shit. Won't watch many games. I have promised Matt I will take him to a, Blackhawks wild game at some point this next season. But the handing out of the Stanley Cup and when the, all the guys take turns skating around with it, it is miles beyond any other trophy celebration in major sports. Honestly, and we're going to get to Wimbledon. We're going to, and we talk tennis all the time. Basically, any tennis tournament is a better trophy presentation than the Lombardi, the World Series, the O'Brien, like none of those are as good as like just the, they let the two, because it's an individual sport as well, obviously. They they let the runner-up give a, a little speech and they usually give them like a plate or something weird. Wimbledon winner gets a plate, so what's the loser get? Or what, what's the runner-up? smaller plate, smaller I think. Plate? I think it is. We're going to have to double-check that. Because a lot of runner-ups are like a plate, but Wimbledon's a winner is a plate. So I think you're onto something. It is the smaller plate. But, yeah, I uh, I enjoyed watching the end of the game. It's fun watching the guys fly off the bench when the, uh, when the clock hits triple zeros. That part's awesome. And, yes, obviously it was nice to win some money. Whoever it was that came on and talked hockey with us, a while back, just said, you know, play the Avs to win the Western Conference. Like during the first round, I I don't know if it, who it was, if it was on here, deep dive. Somebody convinced me to put fair amount of money on that, so that was nice. And then we played the over five and a half. So I think I won money on the NHL this year. As uh, I saw, you made a lot of bets, guys. So it was it was deep dive, says Dan. So yeah, I had uh, you undefeated two, in the playoffs. I had two nice futures um, paid for. I had some small ones on the wild to do a few things that didn't come through. But yeah, the uh, the playoffs were good to us. And uh, did you catch any of the games over the weekend, Alex? Watched a little bit of it. Um, turned the golf for a little bit, but that got to be fairly boring. But you know, it was mostly just preparing for uh, you know the tennis today and stuff. And I did. I had the game on last night while I was doing some final prep, and it was it was a really fun game to watch. It's. I hope we get a chance to watch these teams play again. I know it's, it would have to be in a Stanley Cup Finals, but uh, hockey's great. Playoff hockey is the best, and 
you just see so many things. There was somebody I was looking for while you were talking. You mentioned that they hand the trophy to the players, but it's stuff like that. It's stuff like the fact that everyone's name is on the trophy. I think that is so stinking cool. Like, I guess at some point they might have to have a second Stanley Cup, hypothetically, if it gets to be too big. Little I, things like I, the fact that I, only the captain can talk that. to the referee. You know, what a fun idea that not everyone's bitching to the refs the whole game. So maybe somebody from another league uh, with three letters that starts with an N can take that into consideration. I had to, I had to look that up. So the rings that have the players' names, and Patrick's beating me to this because I oh. thought the same thing. I'm like, are they going to run out of room? I Googled this last night. So there's five rings, and each has 13 winners on them. And once the bottom one fills up, they take the top ring, they send it to the Hockey Hall of Fame, and they move them all up and put a blank ring on the bottom. So we have two full rings at the bottom with no Canadian teams on them. And we are three years away. I think where are we at? We're at, no, we're at 29 straight American wins. It's been since the uh, Montreal in 90. Oh, I know. That's your favorite stat. You yes, that, that is my favorite stat. So you we just, are. Get you a t shirt that says that. Seven. Yeah. Congrats to the Americans. Congrats to the United States for winning yet another Stanley Cup. And we, I will say, yeah, we are seven years away from having the bottom three rings all American at that point. Might as well contract view of the the Canadian teams at that point, but uh, yeah, I had to look that up. That is interesting too. The top is like some old trophy, a replica of the old trophy they used to give away a million years ago. It's a it is the coolest trophy I do believe outside of a few of these golf trophies that are just wild things like uh, the giant paintbrush they give away for the Valspar is awesome too. But well, real quick, and we're not going to have much to say on this. If you have something in the chat, or if you're watching this later, drop it in the YouTube comments. <clears> if you think you have this. a yeah, if you think you have a good bet on this, let me know. I'm not. I do know not to bet the Maple Leafs. Yeah, I'm not betting. If you tell me to bet the Maple Leafs, I'll tell you to cram it up your maple hole because that's not happening. I'm yeah. I'm fully invested in them losing every year in the playoffs. That's my favorite part of the playoffs outside of the trophy celebration. Matt will be around tomorrow. Maybe we'll bring this back up with him either today or Friday. I did see a good tweet from a bookmaker who says he loves it when he sees the flurries of avalanche bets when this market goes up right after the the Stanley Cups. He assuming most people think they're past posting, even though it's like, no, yeah, that bet's gonna sit there for a full year now, guys. So I probably won't bet the Avs. I won't bet the Maple Leaves. I can be talked into the Hurricanes again. Hurricanes and Panthers. I like Southern teams. So let us know. Like I said in the YouTube chat or in the comments right now. And if you're on the day, YouTube, the hit a thumbs up for this. Uh, hit a thumbs up for this strawberry headed. Don't overthink it. The strawberry-headed man that's about to give us about 30 plays for Wimbledon. What's the <laughs> rain situation right now before you get to the plays, Alex? It um, Again, we've had some rain this morning. They've stopped play a couple times. I think we're probably at about a total maybe 90 minutes, almost two hours gone from the day due to rain, which honestly isn't too bad given the way that um, the schedule and the weather is look. You know, kudos to the, the Wimbledon grounds crew. They've done a fantastic job. You know, It's one of the few tennis um courts that uses tarps whenever the rain comes out instead of just waiting for it to dry they go gee maybe it'll be better not to get the court wet let me drag this tarp over and it was actually amazing to watch on some of the side feeds as they did it because there seems to be like a, a grounds crew leader for each court and whatever when i was watching man this guy and his team they were regimented they were ready to go so we've got some rain we just restarted play now there'll probably be some more rain today we'll see how it goes tomorrow it's you know such is a thing every year at wimbledon we get some little breaks here and there but i do have a bunch 
of stuff to get started. Um, we got to, we'll start with today. I was trying to break it up. I thought it would be simpler to actually organize it into today versus tomorrow because, you know, generally I just mess that up. But today, weather permitting, and I will say quickly, um, the one there at the bottom, Garcia, my Zaki, um, that one actually did start. Let me see what the live line looks there. I can see what you guys, it's Garcia overs have been fantastic. Um, my Zaki, I actually thought about betting her as a dog in this match. She's really been pushing so far. Let me see what the live line is. Maybe that's still good. If it's anywhere around 21, 21 and a half, yeah, still 20 and a half live, um, minus 120. So go ahead and grab that. I'll start that first because that one is actually underway. But the rest of these hypothetically will be today, starting shortly to starting in a couple hours. We'll start with two parlays here. The first one, Sarona, Kirstea, and um, Shelby Rogers. Kirstea is someone who generally is just doesn't have a lot of matches on grass, but the ones that she does look very good. She continues to build up some really nice form on the surface and has a game that should work well. She does very well um, with serve and volley, which is exactly what you want here. So I'm looking at her. She's about minus 275 against Alexandra Krunich, who is just awful on grass. I have it closer to 350. So I'm going to put her with Shelby Rogers, who, again, in some way is playing a little bit above her head. She goes against Petra Martich. The two of them are actually pretty even in terms of you know, kind of overall players, but Martich having a tough season. Rogers playing much better, and again has the serve and volley game and been very good. Um, so in the last couple of weeks of grass season, she's minus one fifty four. I have it closer to seventy five. Put them together, you get plus one twenty five. That should be closer to even money. Happy to take that parlay. Tom Lianovich, Van Uytbank. Thanks, Fran Millionaire. It looks like Van Uytbank just started, so hopefully your book will let you grab her number live and put it together with Tom Lianovich there. Um, Van Uytbank, again, we know she's great on grass. Goes up against Emma Raducanu. Was a little disappointed at the efficiency in the market here. Raducanu is a top-ranked player. She is British. She is a Grand Slam champion already. I thought that she'd be, a, honestly, we might get a chance to bet ABU at plus money. She opened up as a short favorite and has been bet out. And again, I still don't think that number is really as far out as it needs to be. You put her together with Tom Lianovich. Again, the Australian comes from one of the few countries that has a lot of grass courts. She has played quite a bit there. She's minus 186 against Teichman. I have that closer to 200. Again, put them together. You should be right around plus 145. Then we'll rip through some dogs. Um, Katie Swan goes up against Marta Kostiuk. Again, a grass player versus a clay player. And this price looks to me based on you know overall performance and not necessarily surface dependent results. Happy to take Swan. And again, she's been good at home. Wickmeyer, um, a small favorite here. We'll take her on the money line and also her to win 2-0. She goes up against Lin Zhu. Again, give me another grass player with experience who's been winning matches the last couple weeks versus Zhu, who hasn't been playing much and very rarely does. Talked about Garcia Maizaki. Um, over, again, that's live right now. 20 and a half games. Looks like you can still get that. 21's fine, too. Um, Sharma, Maria, Astra Sharma, Tatana Maria, two dead nut over players, especially on the surface. I think this is going to be a long match. I think look at some first set overs here, maybe if you'd like, or you're catching this live and looking for something fun to bet a little bit later today, but love the over there. Had this closer to 21 and a half myself. And then Kaha Yuvan goes against Beatriz, Haddad Maya, and we'll be playing Haddad Maya overs or basically whoever she's playing against probably all week until she loses. I mean, her number at this point in terms of the market is just been beaten into submission. It makes sense. I mean, she, she 
I think has only lost three matches over the last month or so. But at some point, fatigue is going to kick in here. At some point, um, this number that's got basically overshot, this again should be 21 and a half. So that's everything for today. Again, Sharma, I'm sorry, Garcia Mazaki underway. So is Allison Van Eubank. Apologies, there might be another rainstorm and maybe get a break and a chance to crack into these. But let's jump into tomorrow now. Coco Vandaway, Coco the Elder. Before there was Goff, there was Vandaway. She is plus. 300 now actually has put 290 there. I'm seeing some 300s in four games against um, Elena Rybakina. Rybakina, formerly one of my favorite players to back, used to bet her outrights almost blindly last year and has had a really tough season. And although her game should be great for the surface, has been terrible this season in general. And I don't think has won a grass match yet. Vandaway, this is when she kind of makes her hay a little bit. She generally gets her enough ranking points for tournaments like this, playing smaller hardcore events and then playing as many grass tournaments as she can. She's a solid doubles player. Again, a really good serve and volley player. Happy to take her as a dog. Donna Vekic, someone else who is a little bit on the comeback trail. I really like what she looks like in terms of kind of her arc ascending upwards. And she does go against Jessica Pagula, someone I love to back and, um, Probably will be someone I bet on if she does win this match here, but coming in cold on grass, again, doesn't have a lot of experience on the surface, and Vekic is playing some really nice tennis. Greet Minnan is playing Garbina Muguruza. We are going to continue to bet against Garbina Muguruza until she wins two to three matches consecutively in a row and you know looks anything close to a tennis player as opposed to someone that appears to be kind of riding off into the horizon, if you will, Andy, as the sunset comes down. Artinsova, a really solid grass player, had a fairly mediocre hardcourt season. I think we're getting some value on here against the bigger name, Karolina Pliskova. Happy to take her money line in the spread. Alizé Cornet, another short favorite. Just going to take the money line here as opposed to you know her minus the amount of games, her to win 2-0. She goes against Yulia Putin-Seva, who, again, is going to be outclassed here, especially on the surface. But Cornet is someone that doesn't mind a long match, and Putin-Seva definitely pushes here. So... Just a little afraid that this might be kind of a 2-1 sort of thing, but didn't really see any value on that. So happy to just take the Cornet money line. Ahova goes against Halep. Halep did withdraw before her last match. May have just been strategic rest for Wimbledon, but again, she's starting to build up some tennis, and every season, the older she gets, the more the fatigue seems to impact her. And Mahova here is someone that we haven't seen play in a little while, but has made the quarterfinals here in Wimbledon two years in a row. I see no reason for her to be this big of a dog, even against Halep. And then two overs, Lou, Padisaz, Diaz. I have this one at 22. You get a chance to take it at 21 and a half. And Peterson, Shvedlova. Peterson might win this match pretty quickly, but she's just been a mess the last couple of years dealing with injuries all over the place. And I think this is just going to be an ugly, ugly match. So give me over 21 here. So a bunch of stuff for today, a bunch of stuff for tomorrow. And again, it all might be tomorrow. We'll see what the weather gives us. Take a breath. Grab some water, some grab a strawberry. You talk about a strawberry. Yeah, take, take a bow, honestly. That's a lot. It is one of those things. It's so front loaded just because of the nature of how a bracket works. Some of you know, once we get to, we're going to get middle of next week and Alex can have like two bets. It sucks. Uh, well, what's the, what's the event that the players who flame out early go to next week? It's a great question. They always put something uh, in the middle of the week. I know there, there, we always forget like there's going to be like a shitty event. So like it's a two week event because it's a slam and there's always something Bastard. I'm looking Bastad. Oh, yeah, we got the clay. We start clay season. And Contravel. Contravel. And then uh, they'll be heading to Switzerland and Budapest the week after that. Hamburg, Italy, and then, ooh, Prague. A a weird hard court in the middle of July then, too. 
with, uh, I don't know, that's going to be interesting with a hardcore clay split. Either way, yeah, we will talk golf. Oh, look what Dan did. I wasn't even going to try to figure that was, out. But he crossed it, was it, so, it was so close to when the show started. That I'm like, man, I don't even want to. I don't even want to ask Dan to remake this. But Daniel Berger did pull out fairly recently. There was a rash of withdrawals. It's not a great tournament. Literally, the Live Tour is a. This is not like someone trying to say, oh, this this is just a bad event. It is a bad event. The Live Tour has a better lineup of golfers than the PGA this week. There is uh, basically nobody playing. And Daniel Berger pulled out. Adam Hadwin is going to be like chalk here. It's wild. Webb Simpson should probably be your favorite, but man, there's going to be there's going to be some weird numbers. This is going to be an event where likely I don't know anyone who follows the BetSports Golf Discord who has the access where I put all my all my outrights in. I'll usually do like four to six. It's almost always six. And if I do long shots, there'll be a quarter unit. If it's normal price stuff, half. Tonight, this week, might just be like eight quarter unit bets, like real small stuff. There's certainly no way you're going to talk me into betting like a 10 to 1 Webb Simpson at a course like this. This is a high variance birdie fest type event. And I know we saw you know some really big names, Cantley and Xander, at the top of the board in a similar type of event last week but there's just not a Xander or a Cantlay here I mean if you want to prop up Webb Simpson or you know try to ride Sahith Aguila's yeah, success is Brendan last week. Todd fellow. what's he doing so far up that's the thing yeah, exactly who is Danny Never, McCarthy Danny, Danny McCarthy's hot in the streets he was hot last week not as far as golf goes but everybody wanted to play him because he was good the week prior so uh, yeah I wouldn't ride the hot hands here I'd look for some guys who match up well with this course is it, a is it a Thigala course? Because I know it's, it's, he does very well in certain tracks. I don't know if this is it's, one of them. Yeah. It's it's easy to hit these greens. There's nasty rough. They're big fairways, though. Look for some guys that just are generally good at getting tee to green and then we'll get lucky with some putts. Honestly, like I'm gonna I'm gonna play some shitty putters. I'm gonna play some 80 to 100, 120 to 1 bombs. I, I think probably uh, Dan brings up Bazudenhout. He might be one of my shortest ones, I bet. Maybe Rogers around 40, if I can find a 40, 45. But yeah, there basically anyone listed on the screen, probably not going to make my card this week. So I will have my outrights put up together. I'll have them in the Discord later on today. If you want to get in with that, go over to betsportsgolf.com. Um, I should mention a farewell to my New Jersey Generals who – so spin zone, they lost the game on a fourth quarter punt return touchdown with under two minutes to go. But the teams. they had that lead due to a punt return touchdown of their own, such as the USFL. Nervy times for those with the under because the offenses were not doing much and it was the right side. But a couple punt return touchdowns made it a little sketchy. The under still gets home. I did do a show Friday for uh, Monumental where I said, like if I had to bet this and I didn't have any futures, like nobody should be laying five and a half in this game or whatever it was at five, five and a half. I said, you should take the underdog. They ended up winning outright. So I wish I would have taken my own advice. Uh, we will attempt. I know the timing is going to be a little tricky, but I think we're going to try to get a USFL better in here next week to talk about the championship game between Philadelphia, your Philadelphia stars.
and Birmingham, team. Birmingham Stallions, I believe, won the other game. It was Birmingham, New Orleans, and I don't think New Orleans was particularly good. That was would have been one where I would have laid the favorite. I have no idea how that score ended up. Was out at the farm all weekend just uh, grilling up some ribs and goofing around. So yeah. RIP Generals, um, RIP Sports. There's not much going on. Alex, Wednesday, is it? We're going to have some WNBA talk with a guest. Yeah. Um, Matt will be on tomorrow, like I said, to talk some hockey. We'll do some baseball betting. And yeah, Birmingham, Philly, you get those two teams together, throw the records out. Patrick's right. That's a, it's a classic grudge match. So. We've seen it once, we've seen it a thousand times, and can't wait for it again, honestly. Once in a long <laughs> story tradition. Oops. Yep. Ohio State, Michigan, Yankees, Red Sox, Birmingham, Philly. I don't. Is it the Stallion? Stallion Stars. There we go. So, yeah. And if you, uh, if you can think of, I'm gonna um, crowdsource my production here. If you think of a sport you'd like us to cover over the next six weeks before we can actually really get deep into football again, by all means, hit us up on the at Brown Megmets on Twitter, in the YouTube comments, in the live chat. Be like, hey, this person would be great to come talk about. I don't know, MMA or... Yeah, what do you want picks for? You know, you want to, world Tour Golf. Yeah, literally any, hit us up and we will more than happy to reach out to some people. We're going to do that anyway because we're going to have to lean on some guests for about five, six weeks here. We'll figure it out. We always do. So. All right. Well, thanks, FanDuel. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Producer Dan. And thanks to the chat. Go, uh, yeah, go get your shit together. You have about 75 Wimbledon bets to place, guys. <laughs>